The following episode of TOEFOP is classified M.A. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, sexual references, a sex scene, prison rape, time travel, and mild coarse language. TOEFOP advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15. Minors must be accompanied by a parent or guardian. This is John Deke speaking. There hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space travel. Hello and welcome to TOEFOP. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson and we have a guest uh, in our very first TOEFOP back after our break. We decided um, we should get a, you know, launch with a big guest. And uh, last year we had Justin Hamilton coming in for like the last 10 minutes of a show. So popular. People loved it so much. He wouldn't wouldn't leave, basically. For two months. He barricaded himself (laughs) into TOEFOP studios. I really have nowhere to go. (laughs) Welcome, Justin. We wanted to talk to you today about something really important, though. Yes. And I, we have not talked about this off air, and it has been burning me up to know about it. Is this the time to bring it up? This is the time to bring it up. All right. You met somebody that you love more than anybody else on Oh, Earth. shit. Okay. You know, uh, have you... Actually, this is a good question. Have you met someone that you... Admire. Yeah. Well, Will will normally drink their tea or Bloody Mary. <laughs> Yes, no, but you know, you know the, that that feeling anyway. Uh, look, one. Anyway, I met George Clooney, mm. uh, and got to shake his hand. Like looking into a mirror. It was exactly <laughs> like looking into a mirror where he was. You were drinking a Nespresso. I was drinking an espresso, <laughs> and he was looking at me, going, "Oh my god, that's me, eleven years ago." No, um, it, what, what was? How did my eyesight get better? Yeah. <laughs> He's a motherfucker who has gotten better looking. Like, I know, oh. I know it's easier, people say it's easier for men, but genuinely, like, he is much better looking now than he was, like, you know, in his Roseanne fucking yeah. uh, Facts of Life days. Yeah. And, and, it, and he has, like, I mean, you know there's that thing, like, even ever since ER, he's been, like, the sort of, like, women love Clooney. Yeah. Right? I'm still amazed by it. When he was in Australia, um, it was raining in Sydney the day yeah. he was in Sydney. So I tweeted, I said, um, it's not raining. That's God crying at how beautiful George Clooney is. Yes. <laughs> and I had that retweeted by so many women. <laughs> like, yeah, including like, me. But women blogs, like you know, yeah. like little like like sites that are about women or yeah. like that yeah. was being passed around by their blogs and shared by people. And I was just like, there's, I've got to tweet about Clooney more. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's three actors that women have all agreed that you can like. I mean, yeah. even Brad Pitt, there's women on two sides of the fence. Yeah. But George Clooney... Yeah. Everyone agrees. Ryan Gosling. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And the newbie, Michael Fassbender. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Every woman loves Michael Fassbender. Is, uh, maybe Colin Firth as well. No. Colin Firth no, seems to get I don't, a big... I don't, I don't think your multiplex I... chicks are in no, Colin Firth. No, I know quite a lot of young girls. Really? That's the end of that sentence. No, I know... <laughs> I know... Uh, I, I know... I can think of three young girls that I know uh, who all go mad for Colin Firth. Like, in their 20s, early 20s. Yeah, but are they kind of... Are they kind of English lit majors sort of No, chicks? you know what? I'm going to say, because, like, Justin's basically named, you know, the, the men that, you know, Amy thinks it's awesome to love. Yeah, right. And she, to my surprise, was banging on the other day about Colin Firth. Yeah, yeah. there's something about him. Yeah. Uh, I've got I've got a bit of the the man crush on the Firth. 
He's like a university lecturer who would fuck one of his students. Yeah, and it'd be all right. Yeah, but you know, like, there's always that storyline in movies where, like, it's the greatest experience they ever had in their yeah. life. It was actually what made them a woman. That yeah. was back the on affair it, on, like, they had with their university lecturer, yeah. who was this cool guy who taught them all about an life education. And cock. Isn't yeah. that the entire plot of an education? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what Colin Firth is in real life. Yeah, <laughs> like he's just got that. Yeah, and you know, Firth and, and Clooney both have that uh, fantastic self-effacing sense of humour that is always used. One does it in an American way, one does it in an English way. Uh, funnily enough, Firth does it the American way, Glenda does it the English way. The, uh, <laughs> but they, they can just... They, you, know what, you know what their main skill is? They can take a compliment and they take it with humour. Yeah, right. And Do you I know reckon one of, that's attractive. One of the things that like, really made me hate an actor uh, was... Uh, and I hadn't hated this actor up until that point, yeah. was Paul Bettany. And Paul Bettany, when um, is it did Jennifer, said Jennifer Connolly's wife, uh, husband, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Bettany, Bethany, what Bettany. is it? It's Paul Bettany, Bettany. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Paul Bettany, who would have been a good Joker, I reckon. He he um, <laughs> makes a lot of bad choices. Like he's a good actor who seems yeah. to me yeah. to make a myriad. What's, what's the latest one he just did? It's was quite it, famous. There's a was it, was it Legion or something or Agent? No, yeah, no, he did that film Priest, but he yeah. turned down like it was a well. This is what I'm about yeah, to right. say. Right. Oh, sorry, that's a step on yeah. it. Yeah. So sorry. no, no. But he came out and he said, I got offered this role and, you know, and I, I turned it down or I didn't do it. That could be me winning the Academy Award. That could be oh, me mate. doing that sort of when thing. When I was 20 years old, I was working as a runner on, yeah. a, on an ad and it was a charity job for the Red Cross. So no one was getting paid. And there was an actor there who had to play a stoner who um, there's a knock at the door he goes to the door expecting to get a pizza, hand over some money, actually gives it to some Red Cross. Cute little ad, right? Yeah. I was chatting to this guy at lunch and he was saying how he'd been on Neighbours for six months um, and he had auditioned for the part of Snowy in um, Sweat. Do you remember that, uh, yeah. that Aussie yeah. drama series about kids in the Institute of Sport? Yeah. Snowy was played by Heath Ledger. Yeah. And he said to me, like completely straight-faced, that, oh, if I had got that role, it would be me on posters. I'd be in Knight's Tale. I'd be in fucking whatever film had yeah. just come out. It's like... Doesn't work like that, dude. No. Just because you look similar to another actor, because that's how castings work, is they were obviously looking for a blonde, surfy-looking dude. Heath got the part. It doesn't mean you are a star. They don't no. mean, okay, this is what you get uh, to be snowy on sweat for a while. Yeah. But after that, we're going to send you to Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're going to make some commercial stuff, be a bit of a teen idol, but then you're going to edgy it up. Tragically. Yeah. <laughs> Your greatest performance will yeah. be the one that happens just before uh, just no. before your death. Here's some yeah. good news. You're going to win an Oscar. Yeah. yeah. Here's some bad news. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's not going to end well. Uh, but, uh, so, Paul Bettany uh, got offered uh, the King's Speech. Oh, all right. That's yeah. the one. So, oh, that was the... so he reckons he could have firthed it up. Yeah. Nah. And But you look at that movie, you go, well, that would have been a completely different movie with... Paul you know, Bettany. Paul Bettany playing that part. Yeah. Like it he's a good actor, though, Paul Bettany. Yeah, but it's not... He's in The Knight's Tale, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> to bring it together. full circle, yeah. yeah. Playing Chaucer or someone like yeah, that. Yeah, something yeah. like that. It's like in one of those weird sort of... That was a weird film. Like, the, the, what they were trying to do with that postmodernism where, like, he had, like, a Nike swoosh. I yeah. didn't quite get what they were going for, you know, and the crowd starts chanting, we will rock, rock you. you. What was going on? Because it wasn't consistent through the whole film, just little moments of, okay, here's a modern reference. I've, look, I've never seen it because I've been ah. told that if you've got father issues, you shouldn't see it. Uh, the Night's you, you burst into tears. Really? That's what I heard. Have you seen The Big Fish? Uh, uh, big, have you seen Big Fish? Yeah, yeah. That, did that make you burst into tears? Uh, it... it Made me wish that I had kids so that when I died, they'd know that all of my stories were based in truth. 
Uh, have you seen Empire Strikes Back? <laughs> yes. Your, that made me wish that my dad didn't rule the evil. Are, are, your, are your dad issues about abandonment or about... Uh, no, I didn't even really... Uh, I don't really think I do have dad issues, but just because I don't have it, one... Because my dad died when I was quite young, and yeah. there's certain films where if they touch upon... Like uh, you know, like Big Fish is about a, a guy whose father's dying. Yeah. Occasionally, it just like it, it triggers un- like a, a kind of un- unconscious kind of emotional reaction. Yeah. Even if you don't like the film, we've talked about this before. But like Big Fish, I thought was okay. But then that last scene just triggered you know something deep in my subconscious. It's a spectacular ending in, a, in an all right film. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe Field of Dreams. The, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That, oh, that kind of makes you go, ah. Oh. But that's but that's not me going. Oh, I wish I had a dad. It's like, oh, if I'd had one, I wish it was that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I wish that's... I'd had an imaginary dad who'd played baseball. <laughs> yeah, that'd be <laughs> awesome. I used to watch Roseanne and go, I wish fucking Dan Connor was my dad. Like, if my dad yeah. had stuck around, I wish he'd... And Dan Connor is like a blue-collar guy who has a motorbike shop. My dad yeah. was like a skinny guy who was a dentist. Yeah. <laughs> Completely opposite. <laughs> you recast your dad. Yeah. yeah. You look, you did a great job. We're getting John Goodman. Yeah. He's got a bit of hate on him at the moment. He's coming off a sitcom. Yeah. It's done really well. It's like, you know, there's that uh, this new technique where companies are going and checking out Facebook. And what they do is they buy... They say, we'll get your wedding photos and we're going to uh, touch them up so they look amazing. Uh, but to do that, what we're going to do is we're going to put Budweiser in all of the photos. So then what happens is uh, people will look at them and people will... It, Associate memory, their memories with... Yeah, and they and they will actually believe that. And, uh, you know, that's what you've just done with your dad. <laughs> you, you've, you've incepted I incepted my, my own John father. <laughs> that could happen, though. Yeah. Do, you, do you often, like... Have you ever read, like, a, a, a novel or something and you... Or for, especially a series of novels where you feel like you know the characters and sometimes... Have you ever had just like a kind of confused moment where you think you know that you think they're a real person? Have you ever just like a fleeting moment of knowing that person or that family? I the closest I get to that, and it's not exactly. It happened with the Narnia books when I was a kid. I love those books so you much. You thought Aslan was your dad? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I genuinely felt like you'd be down at the zoo, Daddy. <laughs> I thought, I thought, it's just because the Lucy, my sister's called Lucy. Lucy's in the book. I'm oh, talking yeah. about being okay. a kid, and so you yeah. sort of blur the lines, uh, like just briefly. Has that ever happened with you? Do you get so into like a story or a book, or uh, uh, you know what? Like uh, you know, yeah, like Six Feet Under. Like yeah, right. my yeah, reaction that, that, to yeah. the ending of Six Feet Under was like was was actually more full on than what I'm like at funerals for real people. Yeah, right. Like funerals for real people, I'm That's very another, Peter Allen about it. That is definitely it. another show where like, I, you can blur the lines easily. Like yeah. you felt like you were a part of that family. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm all about you. Got to fucking hold the line at a funeral. But then if I'm watching a show like that, that's where like I'll get like you know really I get fucking emotional. teary in Pixar films. Do you know what I mean? But real trauma. It's uh, you know it's about the only old school manly uh, quality that I try to have. I have said before that um, Friday Night Lights. Uh, made me feel like I had abandonment issues with my father, <laughs> yeah. even though my father was around and is an awesome bloke. Yeah, and rock like, solid, and there's always that. I just like it. It hurts me that my dad isn't Coach Taylor. Like yeah. when I watch that show. But the, the 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 closest one I have to that, and I actually do do this sometimes, is there's an AFL um, uh, former player and commentator called Jared Healy who hosts a show called On the Couch, and for whatever reason, Jared Healy reminds me so much of my dad. That sometimes I forget 
that Jared Healy isn't my dad. Yeah. So I'll be listening to him on the radio, I'll be watching him on the TV, and he'll make some joke, and I'll be like, Dad. I'm <laughs> oh, no, he's not my dad. Yeah. Jared Healy, I've never you, even met Jared Healy. You haven't Healy. tried to ring him to clarify some of the things yeah. he said on the couch? I'm not on the couch. <laughs> Why'd you circumcise me? <laughs> I'm in the lounge room. <laughs> It's like, call, it's like being in class and calling your teacher mum or oh, dad. Yeah. You ever do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, my first teacher I used to call mum on I, a fairly regular basis. I have, I have, I have on occasion... Um, uh, my, I have a sister, Miranda, who is a very opinionated blonde and my girlfriend is a very opinionated blonde and on occasion I have mixed their names up yeah. in front of them. Yeah. That is mortifying. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's hard to come back from. Yeah. Yeah. Always in bed. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> what's well, he doing a, in the room at the same time? No also, I've got a friend who um, his name's Dan, and his wife uh, <laughs> during sex she has a, on occasion miss said Dan as dad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you round it down. Uh, so while we're speaking of father figures, this brings us this this brings us back to where we we started, which oh, is yeah. George Clooney. Oh, now, yes. surely if you were going to cast your father, you you cast Clooney as your father, oh, right? That is the business. Yeah. Like, he would have had to get jiggy with it at the age of eleven. But fuck it, let's uh, blur the lines. You know, uh, he could play your dad. Yeah. Yeah. Why wouldn't he? The um, like it'd be the same as Sean Connery playing Harrison Ford's dad. Yes. Yeah. Yes, maybe we could do the next Indiana Jones. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to jump a puddle here. We've, we've got some uh, unconventional casting. Uh, we've cast George Clooney, one of the biggest stars in the world. Yeah, and and uh, E-list comedian. No, I think I think <laughs> what I mean is I'm on E. I think the, the, the more Pope. hilarious is we've got George Clooney wants to do a, a reboot of Indiana Jones. Oh, great! As Indiana? Yeah. No, no, as Henry Jones Senior. Yeah. I got this great. We're casting cat. Justin Hamilton as Indiana. Yeah. What? Okay. We, yeah. did, we didn't have any budget left. Yeah. Justin said he'd do it for free to hang I, out with George. I've actually increased the budget. I've paid. <laughs> to do it. Yeah, Justin's backing the movie. It's a vanity project. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we now can afford catering. Um, how did you meet George Clooney? This ah, was what right. we started with, and I want I, to know. All right. I, I've got to point out, I've been a, you know that I've been a fan since, like, in the Roseanne days. I, th- I love the character of Booker. I thought he was great. And you have issues with Booker. Like with I what have, they did with Booker. Yeah, yeah, I do have issues. Because Booker was this great character who, when they decided to write him out, they, out of nowhere he just became a wife beater and was beating up Jackie, no, Roseanne's sister. No, I was we've furious. had talked about this before, no. I was furious. It's not him. It's not him. And I know the point they were trying to make, which, which no, is no, it could no, be I'm anyway. No, 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 I'm it wasn't that him. character. Yeah, it was Booker. No, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, it was. The, what, did she get beaten twice? Uh, by Booker. No, George Clooney did, no, wasn't the character, wasn't Jackie's boyfriend who beat her. I, I've seen Clooney talk about it. Then she must have got beaten twice because she gets another boyfriend who Dan goes around and bashes up it's oh, a, right. and, go, and gets arrested. Maybe that, yeah, that well, could maybe, be That right. would make sense because it's a running yeah. theme that she's attracted to guys who are abusive. Well, I mean, yeah. it's not only a running theme, but it's like a reality of life that... Um, I right, think... and that's what you want in your sitcom. Yeah. But <laughs> well, they, they did Roseanne try to did. do that with Roseanne, right? Yeah. So, like, women who, who, who get hit... Like, yeah, unfortunately, you know, then try to... And sometimes it's because of what's think, happened I actually think I remember him. reading Roseanne saying, because she had a sister or something who was in a domestic violence. Yeah, so she, right. she yeah. sort of... In, so that makes sense. And it isn't just normally an isolated incident sometimes. But I do remember seeing an episode where he did a guesty like, long after he'd done his run, and everything was fine. Like, it was a fancy dress party, and, you know, he... They, I know, but he, he that, that was uh, then after when... Yeah. Okay. But, uh... Anyway, so I I liked his character on that, and then when ER started, I Doug Ross. 
Oh, yeah. yeah well, bitch. like my mum said, oh, if you watched ER, I said, no, not yet. She said, that, that that George Clooney guy, and I didn't know who he was. She said, you know, Booker from Roseanne. I went, oh, yeah, well, I'll check it out. So then I watched that and thought, Doug Ross is everything I want to grow up to be, which isn't something you should be aspiring to. But yeah, And the le- isn't the legend of George Clooney, too? Like, he was the guy who had done, like, 100 pilots and none of them had ever gotten up. He was like the, the John Cryer, because apparently it's the same for John Cryer as well. Before Two and a Half Men, he'd done 100 failed pilots. Everyone was like, this guy's talented. We just can't find the right fucking vehicle for him. You know, uh, Clooney did do a thing called Sunset Beat, which he talked about, which was uh, he's, a, he's a detective by day and he was a rock star by night. And <laughs> at, this, at this Q&A thing he did, he talked about, oh, I can't believe that didn't get up. You know, <laughs> like, so I remember there's a specific episode at the beginning of season two of er where which is the one with the little boy stuck in the no that's the emmy emmy award-winning yeah episode. that's brilliant and there's this great scene where the they're in the in the water and clearly dives down he's far away from the camera he dives down looks comes up can't find him dives back down he comes up he's a little bit closer can't find him and then as he comes up with the kid in his arms a helicopter light hits him and i turned around to my mum watching that and i said that guy is going to be a fucking star that is <laughs> awesome all right and i got i copped a lot of shit from people because i was saying he's going to be the fucking business right yeah. so I, I have i'm the member of his fan club the Clum Klux Klan. Is that what they <laughs> That would be awesome. So for a minute, I was genuinely like, that is what his fan club is called? Because he is cool enough. You can't get away with that. calling them the Clum Klux Klan. Imagine if he came out and said, look, I'm, I'm working on this charity because there's a lot of stuff for charity. Yeah. That's what the thing I was at. Yeah. And we put, I've put together this whole thing and it's a, a group of people around the world who are going to go out and they're going to like cure polio and like fight malaria and blah 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 all around the world. They're called the Kloon Klux Klan. Yeah, <laughs> but you have to justify the Klux, so it has to be something to do with chickens. Maybe chickens, yeah. they're found by with chicken embryos that can cure cancer. So it's the Kloon Klux Klan. All right, Oxfam do a thing which is like a chicken thing. And it's about getting you know uh, small communities of chicken yeah, because right. it, with that they can get eggs. Yeah, and for then... seven bucks you get a chicken, for eight bucks a goat. Yeah, twenty one fifty a cow. Yeah, yeah. On the uh, the Nasdaq <laughs> trading at two cows and a goat. <laughs> cows crashed overnight. On the... <laughs> that'd be an interesting stock report. The market the markets are looking very bullish and slightly cowish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the cow index. <laughs> That's for our uh, financial review listeners. So, so tell us what the charity thing. Uh, no, okay, so tell us more about why you love Clooney. So oh, anyway, that was your moment where you yeah. fell in love with him. Yeah, I just went. <laughs> I just went. This guy is the business. Anyway, I feel like. Uh, look, let me just tell you what happened, and then we'll, we'll go into more of the love. Okay, I don't think I understand the format of this show. <laughs> we can talk I, about anything. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah. And, and we won't finish anything. So don't. So perfect. Go. That's why I thought I better tell you what happened. Um, <laughs> The, it was $1,100 for the ticket, right? Now, this is Fuck expensive me. stuff. Yeah. And, exp- and, like, and I don't for think... For charity. But I also don't think that I am uh, out of line to give a bit of background. Yeah. That it's a tough year for entertainers. Yes. And it hasn't been like... It's not like you got to the end of the year and you were just like looking down the back of your couch and just went, yeah. 
I have got all this fucking money and I don't know what to do with it. To, to really give everyone a bit of an idea about this, and I'm, I'm very comfortable with this, so please don't think this is me looking for sympathy, but I've had a fucked year. And, uh, <laughs> and I, uh, it's been... It's, it's not fucked, but it's just been a hard year financially, right? And uh, I, my profile has dipped, etc. And uh, well, you know, I haven't help. done any... Yeah, this will help. Dude, this actually will help. There's a spike today. Yeah. <laughs> and everything's looking up. This is... You know what this moment is when people look back on it? This is you in the war. With a baby in your hands, yes. coming out into a helicopter light. This yeah. is the moment. That well, the, way, the way my year's gone, I would come out in, out of the pool in the light, straight into the blade. But um, that's the kind of luck I've had. But anyway, at the start of the year, the, the worst gig I've had in about five years by far was this uh, up in Queensland. It was a daytime unit, uh, a daytime gig for grassroots rugby league owners, right? And I could tell they didn't like me before I'd gotten to the stage. They just like, they just didn't want comedy, right? So I've gotten up, and it was a 20-minute spot, and like, I'm trying all the tricks. Nothing's working. It's material that I know has been funny all over the world. And uh, at 10 minutes in, I said to them, I said, all right, just trying to get a free round of applause to get some energy in the room. I said, by a round of applause, who here goes to the gym? And all these muscle-bound motherfuckers didn't clap, right? And I said, all right, either you guys are lying or you're all roided up. And I got nothing. And at that point, once upon a time, I would have been mildly suicidal. But at that point, I thought, well, you know what? Go fuck yourselves. I've got a comedy festival show coming up. I'm just going to work on some of my new. And the gig still didn't get any better, but at least I made it work somehow. But anyway, the gig was so bad, I'm not making this up, I heard a poster peel off the wall behind me. (laughs) (laughs) And I had the uncontrollable giggles. I was like, what is that? Oh. Anyway. Wow. So anyway, it was fine. It it is what it is, right? So, um, and and no one makes eye contact with you afterwards either. Anyway, but that gig paid. $1,100. $1,100. Oh, okay. So what I decided was that that money of, of 20 minutes of absolute agony of people not liking me and not even giving me a chance to spread the fucking charm, I'm going to funnel that money, you motherfuckers, into meeting George Clooney. I did it, and it because, was awesome. Because you know what? If somebody came up to you and said, yes. you can meet George Clooney and it'll be awesome. Yes. However, here's what you have to do. We've arranged this gig. Yes. And it's going to be so bad. Yeah. And for 20 minutes, yep. you are going to have the worst time of your life. You are going to he- hear paper peel off a wall. Yes. But as a reward, you get to meet George Clooney. I'd do it every time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'd even do an extra five. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to that, see... That's for free, guys. I'd like, to, I'd like to see the poster peeling off the wall supplant crickets as the <laughs> universal sound of... An unhappy audience. What would have been perfect is if it peeled and then blown across the stage like tumbleweed. That would have been just made the image perfect. And it was your poster for the gig, and it landed face down. Yes, and And then a dog came over and pissed on it. Yeah, meteor hits it. Me just standing on stage going, "Well, this is an exclamation." So, what was it like being in the presence of a bona fide star? Well, the the best thing about it was that there was only like a limited amount of people that could go to this thing, and I was uh, there was a lunch first, and I was sitting at a table with nine women. It was awesome. So George Clooney attracts women. Yeah, I know. Who would have thunk it? So anyway, so you, so when you say um, women, um, and all ages of all ages, Uh, thirties up. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so you, you, you line up and you, you, everyone you know gets their photo taken with him, blah blah blah, right? And I'm watching him. And what's he wearing? He's wearing a nice suit, you know. Suit. He's and you know, it, of course, you know what's great, Danny Ocean. Of course, he's going to wear. You a know, suit. you know, because he doesn't try and make himself look younger. 
when you see him, there's there's no disappointment or no, there's right. no you just look and you go, that's the guy from the fucking screen because yeah, right. he looks exactly like that, right? Yeah. So he's like five ten. I'm watching him talk to everyone, and he is he's everything you wanted to be. Like it is. Did he speak? Effortless. Did he do a speech? He did a, a he big rapped. Q and Q, he rapped. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> took a seems a good time to announce my new career direction. <laughs> yeah. MC Clune. <laughs> Was, uh, please introduce my backing uh, group, the Clune Clock Club. <laughs> now it's all coming together. It all took us by surprise. But anyway, I uh, so anyway, you, you line up, line up, and then walk up. He's about 5'10", so he's about you know two or three inches uh, taller than me. That's yep. cool. So I walk up. I say, g'day, I'm Justin Hamilton. And he says, hey, Justin, nice to meet you. And you're getting your photo taken. He's having this chat with you. And I said, um, I said, oh, look, I have been a fan of yours since Roseanne. And he said, oh, don't bring that up. That was a heck of a mullet. And I said, I said, well, that mullet inspired me to follow you. And I've got to tell you, you've never let me down. And, the, and, and, right, right? and he says, what about Batman? I've been dying to tell this to oh you guys, right? God. He says, what about Batman? Yeah. I say, Batman put you in a position where you could make out of sight. Uh. And he says to me, Oh, heck, we should hang out more. Uh. And, and, and I will be honest with you, uh, at that point, I know that was just a, a really nice remark. Don't get me wrong. Uh. But at that point, my vocabulary fucked off. And I looked at him and he, so he said, uh, heck, we should hang out more often. And I looked at him and went, yes. <laughs> and then shook his hand again and said, I'm a big fan. <laughs> you should have said... I've got two idiot friends who do a podcast in a front room. Oh, <laughs> come over. It was such a, it was like, and you know, he fucking, and when I said I'm a big fan again, he just shaking my hand. He said, well, thank you very much. He looks you right in the eye and it's, you know, like he's not looking over your shoulder. He's, he doesn't, you know, there's all these people lining up that he has to do this, but that And time a lot of them there, are women. And a lot of them are a women. A lot of them are probably hot women who would like to have sexual relations yes. with him. And I, I don't want to do that. I just want to be mates. Exactly. <laughs> and yet he's taken the time with you. I know. Essentially an impediment to the lines of hot women who've paid to have sex with him. Exactly. If he he's said in that moment... <laughs> if, if in that moment Tick. he said... It doesn't surprise me, but I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> if he said... Uh, we should hang out more. And, and you said, sure. And it's going, actually, after the show, can you uh, come back to uh, my dressing room? And you're like, all right. And you go in there and he says, hey, man. Right, no, wait. Why? Why don't we just do it? You can be George Clooney. Right. Right. You've got the scenario anyway. You I'll know be, where it's going. I'll so be Justin Hamilton. You can be okay. Justin Hamilton. No, uh, I will be. So uh, great, I will be great, great to meet you, Jason. <laughs> hey, uh, why didn't you come backstage? I'm going to hang around for a few minutes and uh, we can chat some more. Yeah, all right. Like, I'll just stand here. Oh, right. hang on. No, I won't stand here because I'll be in other people's photos. Oh, no. Do you want me to stay here? I want you to come backstage after I'm done meeting everybody and oh. uh, come say hi. Yeah, all right. Well, shall I go there now? Yeah. Yeah, all right. I'll go there now. Okay. Hey, I'll get my stuff. Yeah, all right. Uh, uh, get your stuff. Minutes later in George Clooney's dressing room. So he comes out. He's just had a shower because yeah. he yeah. does get changed after speaking engagement. He's wearing a dressing gown. Hang on. Have I, I was already there waiting for him. Yeah. So he's already gotten there before me? There's two me? entrances to the dressing oh, room. Oh, right. You're in the green room area. He's yeah. in his private dressing room. I'm probably eating the Hague's chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> They're on the pillow. Without a doubt, I'm eating them <laughs> before he comes in. So he comes out. I'm a bit nervous. He comes out. He's wearing a dressing gown and he's toweling his hair. Yeah. You know, people do that thing, towel his hair. And yeah. So just... That lovely grey speckled hair. Yeah. I'd, oh, I'd just say, fuck, man. Like, how good was the Ides of March? Like, you just got, like, a fucking great ensemble. Thank you. I like the 70s aesthetic. Thank it was you. just such a fucking great film. It made me feel really good about a lot of shit in my life. Thank you. Thank you. 
Uh, Justin, I'm going to cut to the chase. Yeah? <laughs> Look, you said you're a big fan. Yep. Would you hold my balls for five minutes? That's yeah. all I have to do. Yeah, all right. <laughs> well, like what, one hand or two hands? Two. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, fine. And I'm going to put an ashtray on your head. Yeah. And I'm going to smoke an entire cigar and just ash the ashtray on your head. That's great. Hey, look, when The Descendants comes out, I cannot fucking wait for that. I've seen the trailer for it. Hang on, are you putting it... Just get to it. I'll just keep talking, don't worry. One last thing, I just want to scroll bitch on your forehead in lipstick. Yeah, all right. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> anyway, uh... You, you said the script for The Descendants was like one of the best you've seen in ages. And you're like, what about Up in the Air? Like, fuck, man, I felt like I could relate to that film. I just want to put this ball gag in your mouth. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it as well. So you fantastic, would, Mr. Fox. You'd have, no problem, you'd have no problem holding his balls. Yeah, why not? Sure. I mean, they have a story to tell. Fuck, I'd do anything for an extra five minutes of ha-ha. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> no one to believe you, though. Uh, anyway, by a round of applause, who held uh, George Clooney's balls before? Just me. <laughs> Clapping myself. And Stacey Keebler. Stacey Keebler. <laughs> you and Stacey Keebler in the corner. I'd hold her balls. <laughs> yeah. I, um, so, yeah. did you think about uh, what you were going to tell Clooney a lot? How they, like, had you rehearsed it in your head? What you were No, I, I, you know what? Because you just don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, you don't want to be in a situation where, you know, you have something so set. Like, you know, like he, he made the joke about the mullet. Do you know what I mean? Like, that, yeah. that could have been something that if you were so set with wanting to say oh, one yeah, particular thing... Yeah. And then you say, oh, hi, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he makes that joke. And then you go, oh. And so uh, uh, the Coen brothers and you make great films. It wouldn't flow properly and yep. you'd just, you'd fuck it. So, but Did I, you I see other people making things. mistakes? Could you tell if other people, what were other people going with? You know what? I don't, even if someone made a mistake, he didn't allow it to be a mistake. Yeah, right. Do you know what I mean? Like, he was right there. He was making everyone look good. He was making everyone look good. A little bit of Clooney was rubbing off on everybody. He was the Woodford to everyone else's Woodbridge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little tennis. Uh... You know, I reckon perfect casting, which they didn't do, was he should have been Hannibal in the 18 movie, not... Oh, I think... Didn't they try for him? Oh, did they? Yeah. He would have been perfect. Yeah. He has that kind of rascally, you know... I don't know, I can't think of any one more Ooh. characteristic of animal besides Rascally. Yeah, and, and Rascally smokes and smokes a cigar. Yeah, that's characteristic. Oh, you, get the, you get the impression that he would enjoy it when a plan came together. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Liam Neeson is so wrong in that film. A, the guy can't do an American accent. Like, it is amazing how bad he is. At it. I mean, he's kind, of, he's kind of like Connery now, isn't he? He doesn't try. He just does Irish yeah. or something. He does Liam Neeson accent. Yeah. Neeson is. <laughs> that's what he does. It's knees and knees. I'm turning knees and knees. I think I'm turning knees and knees. I really think so. Yeah. <laughs> also, a euphemism for wanking. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, that'd be a great position to be in. What? Do you know what I mean? Where you just don't have to worry about the accent. I anymore. do. Want, I mean, there's, wasn't Sean Connery a, a Scottish Russian? There's a bunch of dudes what? who can't do it. Ewan McGregor can't do an American accent. I think people, I think if you're starting out, that first role you do. You better know that accent. So just say your first role is an American film, your breakout role is an American film. If you, do, if you fuck that accent, I think people are going to look at you funny. But if your yeah. breakout role is train spotting and everyone knows, well, you're a Scottish star, so people are going to forgive that accent, I think, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, right. I, I, I wondered, like... Uh, Sam Worthington's accent in Avatar is all over the shop. I think... Um, he doesn't I, sound any Avatarese. I, <laughs> uh, I think on a previous podcast, we may have talked about uh, the movie I Am Number 4. And um, that's a good example of that because... Teresa Palmer, oh, yeah. who is like, yeah, very, very good looking. And I've, she, we've met her in real life. She's a very nice person. Um, her accent 
is she's an alien though. Yeah, but but this is my problem with it is that like why does she have an Australian accent as an alien and the other alien has like an American accent? Maybe she'd be like don't, shouldn't they all just have some sort of generic well, accent? Maybe. Well, it doesn't bother you in Gladiator, Russell Crowe being an Australian Roman leader. On my signal. I'm yeah, but I think out. when the aliens have come to Earth, like they don't have regional accents. Like one of them didn't come from. Maybe they're all Australiania or whatever. Well, no, it's like to say um, uh, maybe on her planet in her last two years of high school, she went and studied. Oh, she studied abroad. Yeah, studied abroad and picked up an accent. Yeah, (laughs) which just coincidentally sounds exactly like Australian. Yeah, Yeah. right. Okay, well, maybe she's been in Australia. Is that the idea? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, because they're actually on Earth, aren't they? Yeah, they're on Earth. So maybe she's been hanging out in Australia and she's. Maybe she, you know, develop the local accent. <laughs> maybe she went to the Olympics. Well, maybe she actually has an American accent, but I mean, we do have a problem with illegal aliens in Australia. <laughs> yeah. If you know what I'm saying, right? Stop, wow. stop the UFOs, <laughs> Justin. There's something I wanted to ask you. Our first episode of Tofop with you, yeah, is called Avengers Assemble, and yeah. we made prognostications. What's the word? Prognostications. Yeah, oh, yeah. We made prognostications about the Avengers film. Mm. Now there's been a teaser trailer and a trailer. Yeah. released how do you feel about the I'm hopeful I'm hopeful that it'll be good I'm not sure I reckon it's going to be hard I reckon it's going to be really hard to get that movie right Yeah. Uh, but I thought the trailer you know it, it suggested you know big screen enjoyment Yeah. maybe not one I would buy do you think it looked a bit like a, a big screen sitcom we're <laughs> so <laughs> brightly lit and all the costumes are also yeah. it also just felt a bit too much like it was it was like a bit too in. Like, yeah. I know Joss Whedon does that stuff really, really well. Like, and there's that hilarious... A bit too what, sorry? Big. No, in. in. Like, you know, As like... in joke. Yeah, like, right. you know, like, it was a bit too knowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like, that, that, that sitcom sort of, like, we we're all wisecracking. Like, I mean, there's that classic line for people who have seen the trailer about, you know, without the Iron Man suit, what are you, you know? And he goes, just a... You know, billionaire. Billionaire as well. Yeah, a genius. Like, you know... You go, oh, that's really funny because you know, like it's a, but it felt a little bit more like an episode of Friends. But, <laughs> <laughs> but that is, but that is in keeping with the Iron Man universe that they've created. So this is the tricky part: yeah. is Iron Man. See, Iron Man and Captain America, those two films. Mm. I think, yeah, you can merge those two together. I can see similarities, but I think Thor was kind of a I lot like different. Thor. And they haven't done. Uh, they haven't. I think they Thor was dis- alright. I actually thought they I'm, did a good job with yeah. getting. Thor. But no, but with but with the, no with those two worlds though, do you think that has the same level of awareness and stuff in Thor as they do in Iron Man? Oh, I think I Thor think had a fun. sense of humor. Yeah, he wasn't good... necessarily always aware of his sense of humor, but yeah. I think you could play that against some of the other characters. You know, smashing the cup on the ground, demanding more oh, beverage, yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. you know, he was. Uh, but Hulk, I thought he was really good. And then Hulk, because they haven't really decided on a, a universe for Hulk, because they had the first one, which was all arty, then the second yeah. one, which I, was. I think the second one is considered. That's the Marvel now, Universe, because yeah. uh, what's-his-name-turns up at the end? Ah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Tony Stark. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I didn't like that. I don't haven't liked any of the Hulks yet. I don't think they got it right yet. No, why have they not got that right? Because they haven't got it right Because it's yet. essentially not that interesting. No, it is. I mean, the TV show is interesting. The TV show was great. But the, the but what happens... Uh, sorry. No, uh, it let, is. No, let me... <laughs> let me, let me what I meant was... Um, uh, what happens at the end is you invariably just watch two animated things punch yeah, each that other. Yeah, is the problem. And it's like, it's really, 
not that interesting, you know. But like but with Thor and Cap, yeah, not, billion dollars. But they're not interesting. They're not either. interesting. No, but it's made bazillion dollars. They oh, haven't really had a successful Hulk film yet either. Well, they're still ta- they're still taking about yeah. five hundred million. Between I don't think they're. I don't think they're between, in the yeah, art yeah, but they're both, they're, they're both like about two thirty and two fifty or something like yeah. that. So you know for, they just haven't done when as your well hero as they would turns like. into a giant mute retard, <laughs> like yeah, who smashes shit. Yeah, I guess you know it's not going to be that interesting. It's kind of like, it, and the it, series I'm, went because of Bill Bixby. That's why the series he was phenomenal. Uh, yeah. Which is the I can't really remember. Which is the sympathetic character? That's the I think the problem for me sometimes. Well, is it's uh, you, Bruce Banner. Yeah, but you don't. I think they played Bruce Banner too. Unlikable in the. They've played him too handsome. I reckon what Mark Miller got right was that great scene where all that's very meta, where all the characters are sitting around debating who would play them in a movie version of The Avengers. Mm. And they're saying that Steve Buscemi would be a great Bruce Banner. And I'm like, yeah, because they've always cast good looking, kind of leading men like Ed, Edward Norton, Eric Banner. But if you cast like a small, weedy guy, yeah. And just made it more of a kind of like angsty performance what, from him. One of the reasons Bill Bixby worked. Yeah, Because right. he looked like someone that you know. Yeah. Whereas the other two looked like, oh, they just got a little bit bigger. Yeah. And went nuts with a crayon. I mean, yeah, Eric, you reckon that Eric Banner could have done a fair amount of that, like, you know, damage just himself. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he just goes to the, he goes to the gym. He that gets, was fucking chopper. Yeah. He could smash up most of that shit himself. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. need to go green. Yeah. <laughs> I remember reading an interview with Ang Lee and they're talking about... Uh, they're talking about um, why did you cast Eric Banner? Mm. And he, he said, oh, because we saw Chopper and we thought, well, he's such a great sort of like slow burn performance. He's a guy with a lot of anger. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but I don't know. He's six foot three, good looking, chiseled looks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it sort of it doesn't, it, it's that I never read Bruce Banner as being like a kind of hero. He wasn't punching people out and stuff when no. he was Bruce Banner, was he? He's no. always meek and kind of getting kicked around. Yeah. And so now it's what, who Mark Ruffalo? Yeah. Yeah. That might be that might be a step in the right direction. He's gonna, he yeah, must it, be the one with no fucking cred on that movie set, though, well, right? Do you remember? Like he's the guy who's like you know when everyone's like turning all, up for six hours a day. They're all coming off these like you know awesome like successful franchises. Like even Chris Hemsworth, who's the lowest status like in acting terms of all those people, yeah. he's just come off. I think an unexpected monster hit. I reckon yeah. that, that Thor did better than they thought it was. Oh, do, definitely. Right? Yeah. And so he would walk in with a little bit of a swagger. Yeah. Then you got the superstars. And yeah. then you've got fucking third try at the Hulk. Well, yeah. Do, do you remember when... Uh, and he's only going to be on set for like a third of the time as the rest of the cast. Yeah. Totally. It's going to be like... Yeah, he's not even in most of no. them. Joss, Joss Whedon said that he... Uh, because he signed on the dotted line at Comic-Con before they all walked on the stage... Mark and, Ruffalo. Yeah, and he was bit, actually... A bit dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> he could fucking close that deal before the weekend. Oh, dude. no. Um, a lot of movies are doing their business much like the WWE <laughs> now. They like to do it all publicly. They're on a table in front of... Makes it official. I mean, why the fuck did you fly to Comic-Con if you had any other expectation other than signing? I don't Comics? know. <laughs> he just happened to be there they actually hadn't casted yet they saw him in the foyer were like fuck he's an actor there he is buying cloak and dagger what a nerd yeah. <laughs> he buys cloak and dagger we uh, need a Bruce Banner to bring on stage fucking find the least nerdy looking dude out there uh, it just happened to be Mark Ruffalo yeah. <laughs> that'll be the name of his autobiography it just <laughs> happened to be Mark Ruffalo <laughs> <laughs> now his career's just based Mark on Ruffalo I was around <laughs> again though I don't think that casting's entirely right I mean he's not a badass or like a tough guy but he's no. sort of it's like Columbo <laughs> I no. think of Mark Ruffalo he's kind of like, like you know he's like you know that's shuffly yeah. kind of um, he always looks kind of crumpled and yeah. he's an awkward boyfriend yeah. or an yeah. awkward love interest or like a kind of you know yeah yeah he's not 
He's not nerdy. They still who would you book? Steve Buscemi, too old. You know, you know who'd be awesome? It's Stephen Hawking. Like, <laughs> he would have so much sympathy if Stephen Hawking's there, you know, trying to solve the <laughs> theories of the universe. Oh, no, it's happening again. Don't <laughs> make me angry. Like, oh. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. <laughs> that would be a stunning bit of star casting you know like that'd be like when Christopher Reeve used to uh, appear on Smallville yes. like, and because once he had his accident he, he, he was a character in Smallville playing yeah. this professor but like obviously yeah all Chris and you, it was always really sort of weird and haunting yeah. but imagine taking that to the different level of having like we're making this movie about all these fictional people yeah. but We've cast Dr. Stephen Hawking, the world's smartest man, yeah. as the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Do you hold out much hope for <laughs> Zack Snyder's Superman? Uh, well, yeah, because it's uh, Nolan-backed. It's got the Nolan touch. It's got the Nolan touch. Mm. Uh, you know, it's interesting casting. You've seen the photos of the suit and stuff? Uh, you can't go on photos. You can't have a crack at photos, I reckon, because... Those, no, those no, things aren't that, they're not designed for photos yeah I know they're, they're designed there, to be seen is, on film there is I mean I've always had problems with the logic of the Superman suit like he, Batman they, it made sense because you know, he, you know you know what the problem is is you try uh, people in general try to apply real world logic to a story that's uh, a comic book a super alien coming yeah. to Earth you know in that I don't universe even real world no no, no logic, but you know just... in, in the world of superheroes you know what they do they have powers and they put on costumes mm. That, that's because that's their world and that's their physics. So you, you Hang shouldn't on, but be you're trying to work about, out. You're talking about a Nolan universe, and that's exactly what he does: is explain away. He makes it. But a we real were just universe. talking about the costume in general. But, yeah, yeah. And then you were saying you have a problem. You've always had a problem with the costume. Yeah, the Superman costume. Yeah. yeah. In terms of like where, because it's meant to be his blanket, right, from the capsule he's sent to Earth in. Yeah, there's stories like that for the cape. Oh, oh just the cape. So yeah. where does he get the rest of it from? Yeah, I don't know. They just buy him. You know, like they just make him. It's like it's like in the Peter Parker uh, origin. He There's gets a lot powers of... and he goes, oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sew a suit. Well, Why doesn't anyone talk about that fucking superpower? No, I... The power to sew a fucking <laughs> the power to sew suit. suit sorry, or, and, and then there's always the decision with Spider-Man whether he can literally shoot web or you come up with web shooters because yeah. there's those two different sort of oh, people well. going, well, he could design a thing oh, where well. he... Might as well just... You know what? The fact that he can shoot web out of his wrist is actually easier to believe <laughs> than the fact that this kid also is smart enough to design web shooters, something that no one else has ever invented. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm much more likely to believe a radioactive spider could make him shoot web out of his wrist yeah. than I am to believe a 15-year-old kid knows yeah. how to design world-class web so he, well, he, he, Luckily, I can sew and I can make Here's what I'm going to predict about the Superman film with <laughs> his His skills suit. have come in handy now. Oh, Who's laughing at all those needlework classes and web-building classes I took? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm Cut gonna that, predict with, with taking the cues from the '79 or the '70s Superman that they're gonna say because if you see it, it looks like armor. It's like thick. Yeah. It's not like a lycra suit. It's like thick plated like armor. Yeah. And it's I reckon it's gonna be Kryptonian armor. That's like the, it's the his father was um, Kal is it Kal Yeah. Jor-El. Jor-El's his father. Oh, yeah. Kal-El's, yeah, Kal-El's, Kal-El's him. So Jor-El was like a general or like you know chief medical advisor or chief scientist in the army, and this is. Kryptonian armor. Yeah, that's how they're going to justify. It. The- well, I mean, in in the Smallville mythology, <laughs> that there, there's a lot of like you know the science that his father sent to Earth and the suit, you know, all ties into those sort of things and blah blah blah. So, I, like, that's not a that's an area that they've kind of dabbled in already. So, I don't think that would be yeah too far for them to go. In in the new rebooted DC universe, that's what it is as well. Battle armor. But I just kind of reckon 
Oh, well, that's what, just what they do. So I just any, accept it. <laughs> how many? How, are there, how many other Kryptonians are there out there now? Well, yeah, I, I think there's a Supergirl and Superman. I think and, that's it. Maybe and what, is General Zod a Kryptonian? Ah, uh, yeah, he is. And I mean, is he, he might, still alive? He might be in the Phantom Zone somewhere. Right. Okay. But generally, there's not that many Kryptonians. Well, no, like, but then there's, this, Krypton. then there's the city of Kandor, which Brainiac, uh, just before Krypton was blown up, uh, reduced it with a shrinking ray and put it in a bottle. And Superman's been looking after it all these years, trying to work out how we can make them big again. But that uh, is the interesting uh, thing about the the Superman myth, which yeah. I love, is that. Like, originally, the whole kind of myth of it was he was the last of his race, and that's yeah. the whole thing that yeah. premise is on. And then after a while of watching Superman and following Superman, you're like, did everyone survive? Yeah. Yeah, he... I, don't think, I don't think anyone actually died yeah. on that planet because his we've met there. every fucking... Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a greatest... His fucking dogs survive. It's the greatest flaw of fucking I Am what Legend as well <laughs> is you spend the whole film in I Am Legend going, I'm the last man alive, the last yeah. man alive, and then you fucking see yeah. and oh. find a pack of survivors just off the island. If you bother to fucking cross the bridge. There was a, there I'm was the last a... man here <laughs> yeah, in this that. area that I can see. Yeah, so lonely. <laughs> Get a phone, idiot. Um, there's, a, there's a super cat... There's a super horse. Yeah. Fucking a whole menagerie escape. Is Mr. Nistelplix from Krypton? No, nah, he's from the fifth dimension. <laughs> and he's a Superman villain? <laughs> he is yeah. a Superman villain. Yeah. <laughs> I answered that he, too quickly. He's the guy you have to get Make him to say, say his, his name, name backwards. backwards. If so it's like he'll be like, oh, I'm causing all this mischief. And then next me he goes, oh, I'm just going to go and buy that burger. What's it called? Klamitzel bit. That's a weird name. Oh, no, bang. And so he's gone for 40 days. What's Hamilton backwards? What? Uh, Nitzelma. Do you think there's any instance in which I could get you to say Nitzelma? I just did. <laughs> yes! See you 40 days from now, dickhead. Sucker! Imagine if that was the only way they ever got him, because it is a hard name to get the sound backwards. Yeah. Go, uh, how do you say your name backwards? Yeah. <laughs> and he does it. And he's, ah, again! Again! That's no, more elaborate. Superman's like, me and Lars are doing a podcast. Yeah. Uh, why don't you come around? We'll bullshit for 40 minutes and then get you. Or you might have to do one of those things where you have to ask him a lot of questions in a row. So it'd be like, you know, what colour is the sky? Blue. What, uh, you know, what do cows yeah. make milk? Uh, what's your name backwards? <laughs> <laughs> what's your name backwards? N- uh, Noah. N- Nos. 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 R- r- Nos. Re- d- r- <laughs> We're going to evoke like the son of Satan. <laughs> 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 Nos. Ra- Nos. Nandara. Nandara. Imagine the news report. Anderson. No surrender. No surrender. No surrender. No surrender. No surrender. No surrender. Imagine if we called up demons and then the news report just us going, seriously, we were just trying to work out if we were from the fifth dimension how Superman would trick us back. Next minute, the fucking Lord of Flies is here and everything's gone to shit. Nesuwalk. It's Clausen backwards. Nesuwalk. And awesome backwards is Esamoa. <laughs> well, I'm glad that we've come back uh, in the new year with our awesome material. Yeah, we've got <laughs> What's your name backwards? So, uh, George Clooney at this uh, interview mm. talked uh, talked about how you know how he made the leap from TV to, to movies, and he said he you know he did from dusk till dawn. Yeah. And love uh, that film. Yeah, Brilliant. and he said you know it's a bit of a divisive film, but sorry, the thing I need to preface this with is you know my skill has always being able to justify a George Clooney movie. Yeah. So he, he said that movie was a bit divisive, but you know what? It proved that I could, uh, you know, star in a film. And then I did One Fine Day, which was, you know, that's an all right film, but it cast me as a romantic lead. And I'm sitting there almost singing along, going, Peacemaker, Spielberg's first uh, movie from DreamWorks, proof he could do I, action movies. I want, to, I want to hear it. Can we get a list of George Clooney's movies? Can sure. I get Justin to, can we pick some out and get Justin to justify them? Can we do that? Is that, yeah, a, is why that not? a thing that we yeah, can do? I'll be more than happy. To I do want that. Charlie to pick some that he would consider lesser 
you know, well, Peacemaker is a perfect star. In the, uh, yeah. in the Kalini camp. So tell us about he, Peacemaker. Why is that important? He said, you know, it wasn't, uh, wasn't really uh, a good movie, but it cast him as a, an action hero and it's Spielberg ringing you. George so Clooney, you number that. one on IMDb search list when you type in G-E-O. Yeah, George right. comes up straight away. Don't even need his full fucking name. Is that funny? Take that, geography. <laughs> All right, so we're, not, we're, gonna, are we gonna, we're not going to go into his TV career? No, no, let's, no. Stop, let's stop movies. Okay, okay. But then he said about Batman and Robin, he said, you know, that was a stinker of a film, and he said, I wasn't very good in it. And he said, but it's, it was, it's really hard to act in that suit. He said it's like 65 pounds. Okay, so we've covered from Dust Till Dawn, we've covered One Fine Day, the romance Batman got him to do out of sight Peacemaker Spielberg's first DreamWorks production Thin Red Line you don't really have to justify it. it's a good film no, it's film. Terrence Malick uh, Cameo in South Park yeah, don't have to great. justify that great indie cred Three he, Kings he loved it Three like, Kings is just a really good brilliant. film he did a TV movie we'll skip that Our Brother with Anna he did Foul Safe that was really good Perfect Storm Perfect Storm was a big blockbuster it was a big hit you need the big hits to be able to make all the really interesting films that are only going to make 10 or 15 million bucks. What is up with Mark Wahlberg's voiceover at the end? You know, that love letter to his wife as yeah. he's drowning? That's a weird end to a film. Yeah. You know what? I th- I didn't know that they all died. So I was sitting in the cinema and, oh, spoilers. And uh, I think when, uh, it was 1997. <laughs> plenty of time. Plenty of time, yeah. If you've not seen it at that time, then you shouldn't have to say spoilers. I thought, I, thought, I thought that was an okay film, though. Mm. I don't. I don't like anything on boats, apart from Dead Calm. I hate films that are set on boats. You, this, you were telling me this the other day. You, what you don't like boat movies? Don't you don't like, like Jaws? Movies. Titanic? No, he mm. reckons Jaws isn't a boat movie. Well, ninety percent of that happens on land. <laughs> they only go out into the water at the end. Yeah, but the sharks out there the whole movie. Yeah, that's not a boat movie. It's a shark movie. It's a difference. The whole fucking most famous line from the movie is, "We've got to get well, yeah. a bigger boat." I'm not saying it's I hate a boat-based movie. I'm, I'm not saying I hate references to boats in movies. <laughs> I just don't like films where people. It's always uh, like people getting shipwrecked or boat sinking. Or I just I don't know. It just bores me. I don't. I'm not interested. I think it's because it slightly scares me. It's my biggest fear is being trapped in the middle of the ocean. All right, I've got an unreal boat movie. I like Dead Calm that we have spoken about before, and I think that you would like this boat movie. Under Siege. Is that really a boat movie? Under Siege is a boat movie. The entire. The entire movie is on a boat. A lot of it happens. A lot of it happens in the corridors of a boat. Oh, you don't want to see the outside. I don't of want to the see boat. the ocean. Oh, right. But only... you know what? Having said that, I don't really like Under Siege. No, it's not one of my favourite movies. I don't like that. Apart from the Erica Eliniak uh, cake scene. Oh, man, remember her? Erica yeah. Eliniak. First Playboy I ever bought. Really? Erica Eliniak. I've never bought a Playboy. I was so fucking nervous. I went up to the newsagent and I got like a newspaper and some chewing gum and oh, this is some silly filth. How old were you? Twelve. And I waited till the owner of the newsagent, he had a... Did teen- you have like a fake moustache? No, he had, a te- he had a teenage son. A hat? No, I planned he had a teenage son. Who he can work- play older, Charlie. That's the thing about him. <laughs> yeah, he can play always- younger or older. It's always been the yeah, skill. It's always been his skill. There was a- he had a teenage son who worked the till and so I waited till the dad went behind and I went up to the son and was like, hey. And so he looked around and sold it to me. Yeah. yeah. And I was like king. At school, yeah, for yeah. quite you know, a few days. The porn king. You, you know, yeah. in uh, the porn king. You know, I was the Larry Flint of my primary school. Not anymore. Not now that fucking kids can download fucking hardcore pornography on their iPhone. Yeah, I was uh, the porno godfather at my uh, high school in year eight because there was a guy in year eleven who was a, a mate of a mate, and he kept buying all this porn. 
and he'd get it for like 25 cents so it shows his back long time ago kids and uh he would give it to me to sell to my friends and uh i'd sell things called color climax for 25 bucks and give him most of it and when i say most of it i mean five <laughs> i'll give the 20 i was walking around with fake uh, i'd like coke. to see that as a challenge on celebrity apprentice go out and sell porn at a primary school <laughs> Well, I also love the idea that back in the day, they, they were the magazines were called things like Color Climax. Yeah, Lesbian Lust. They were well, they were a little bit like I think they were a little bit sort of more subtle than they are these days. Because oh, I yeah. think porn size now is just like fuck my big ass twelve. And yeah, that, exactly. That like, pretty much <laughs> in the description of what's going on is yeah, in the yeah, title. Yeah. Fat cock spewing cum over black chicks. Yeah. And so, whereas, like, Colour Climax, I mean, that could be... That could be anything. That could be anything. That could be a hippie magazine. It could be a Tumblr page about rainbows. It could be. Imagine you're surprised, though, when you see a woman on the cover just doing things that aren't necessary. Okay. Justify this film. Yeah. And justify, don't give a reason for, Spy Kids. You would have just done that as a favourite uh, to Rodriguez. No, a reason. You said you could justify, justify. every career yeah, choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, That's not a know, justification. He uh, jumps on the film, makes a bit of coin. <laughs> that goes towards making movies that only make 12 million. All right, oh, I don't know. That's he's also, Spy Kids. He's also got a Did satellite. Did he mention Spy Kids? Uh, I justified that fine. Okay. I don't know. So I you're saying like it was? It. Would you say it was almost like but, you a know? One, it's Rodriguez. Would you say it was almost like a one-off kind of? But it's Rodriguez. But would you say it's like a one-off kind of blip kind of thing? Like he just. I don't like even when, he a blip. His, when he looks back on his career, I reckon if he said if somebody said you can take one film out, would it be Spy Kids? Nah, he would fucking take out Batman and Robin without a doubt. <laughs> But you could, film. but you could at least, you, but you're oh, able so, to justify Batman and Robin by saying yeah. it gave him the clout. To yeah, get yeah, yeah. Out. And so, he was Batman. Whereas so he's, already, Spike he's is, already a big star now. He yeah. doesn't yeah. have to do this but film. But he's also Rodriguez. Also, was the director of the first big film that he did. And he so owes he, him a favour. He owes him a favour, yeah, and he's, okay. he's pals okay, with him. Okay, no, I'm go with that. Right, right, you know, okay. he owes him a you know what that says? He's just a fucking good guy. He was a guy who gave him a break, and he went back and went. Even though you're running a shitty little comedy room now, I'm going to come and do it because... But, but Justin, oh, Justin... That's our story. <laughs> but Justin, you would agree that George Clooney, if you, if you cornered him and said, hey, Spy Kids, yeah. you're probably not going to do a film like that again. Would you agree that he'd probably say, yeah, as a one-off? No. If you went up to him and said, they're making Spy Kids 4 or 5 or whatever they're up to now... I think the last one was four because it was in 4D. Yeah. They had like... Um, An extra oh, dimension. Scr- scratch and smell. There was smell. Yeah, yeah. There was, they had a little card and you would smell bits of different parts of the movie yeah. that were meant to... Okay, so Spy Kids 5. Yeah. So Rodriguez is like coked up. He goes around to Clooney. He's like, <laughs> I bought a gold house and I have to pay for a man. Yeah, well then Clooney definitely does it because <laughs> he's just bought a gold house, the idiot. He's going to have to help him out. He can't let his brother lose a gold house. So he would do a Spy Kids sequel. Yeah, why not? Why you know we? what? He knows his man because he, in fact, did Spy Kids 3 only oh. two years later. Are you yeah. serious? I was trying to trick him, but he was fucking, you, well done. Sir. Yeah. Well done. You've vested me. Uh, okay. don't, don't be like that. We're all in this together. <laughs> okay. But, you know, so he says, so he, he says he would, you couldn't move in the, in the Batman suit and he'd be laying there on the ground just going, uh, and then they would lift him up and he would be in this, he, he was in this massive place where they'd made all these terrible, you know. Uh, Day glow yeah, statues. And, and, and he said, Joel Schumacher, the six foot five man, is he said he's very flamboyant, and they'd kind of bring him to a, a standstill, and then Joel Schumacher would yell out, "Okay, George, George, now remember, your parents have been murdered, and you saw it. Action!" <laughs> <laughs> and he'd be there going, "Oh, I'm Batman." 
And then they'd just then they'd cut and then they'd just put him back down. <laughs> He'd be laying there and he knew it was bad. But it also, uh, he said it also taught him that if you're going to attach your name to something and in uh, uh, its success, uh, success, you have to also really embrace it as a failure as well. And uh, I reckon that's one of the things that helped his fame. Like it didn't hurt him. He just came out. He didn't say it was bad and then do a Shia LaBeouf. He said, you know what? It was bad and I was terrible in it and I killed the franchise. He didn't write it. He didn't direct it. There's lots of other bad acting in it, but he has owned that shit. It, yeah, gave him a, it gave him one of the all-time great jokes when he won his Academy Award. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So it was almost <laughs> worth it for how good that moment was. Yes. Like if they said, look, you're going to have to make a really fucking awful film, but you're going to win an Academy Award you and you're going to be able to riff on that film and it's going to get big That's fucking laughs. Yeah. He, he, he uh, told the story about, you know, he made friends with Barack Obama. The when Barack was, Obama. The, when he was a senator. You know the, the iconic Obama poster? Yes. Hope. He was sitting next to Clooney when that photo was taken. Clooney was fingering his ass. Don't be like that. <laughs> Maybe he was. That's why he's got that strange look on him. Only time in history George Clooney has been cropped out of a photo. Yeah, what? Like somebody's going, oh, we're going to get Clooney out of this photo. Well, that's what makes it funny when you see the Ides of March. They've done Hope posters with Clooney. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's a little wink to the camera. Without a doubt. I would love to see a poster actually done. This would be a cool poster of all the Batman. Yeah, like, you right. know, sort of just like a, oh yeah, like um, get that uh, Drew Struzan, the guy who did all the uh, old uh, Star Wars Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones. Yeah, 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 get it to build the Batman. I'm yeah. sure someone online has done something like that. You, uh, did you ever read? You read Planetary, didn't you? Ha, sorry, have we done this before? You've ranked your Batman, and not counting Adam West. Uh, no, you what, might have, as well. Have we have we done that? I'm sure, sounds like something we probably but let's do it again. Mm. So Bale, yeah, Keaton, yeah, yep, Kilmer. Yeah. Clooney. Uh, we're not having Adam West in this? No. Because no, I'd no, put no. Adam West above Val no, no, Kilmer and George about, Clooney. We're talking about... Modern. No, I'd go, I think Clooney's better than Val Kilmer in a worse film. Mm, no, no, about that. What, what's, how do you rank No, that? no, I just said that. I definitely thought that. Um, so do you agree Keaton under Bale, though? Does, does it go Bale Keaton or Keaton Bale? Bale. Bale Keaton. Bale's a go. Yeah, Bale. Bale Keaton. Yeah, no, same, same as you. Yeah, I'm same as you. Yeah. Same but if Adam West was in there, I would put him above Val Kilmer and George Clooney. Yeah, Adam West's great. He nails it. <laughs> and Adam West could do like an old edgy Batman. Like some old... Yeah. No, he could not. Yeah, but He's if you've got the right director... Comedy actor. It's like getting Leslie Nielsen to play an old you know, Punisher. Okay, check this shit out. He would have That's been... Actually, if he hadn't died... <laughs> I'd be fucking on the phone to Universal right now. Don't tell me that isn't a fucking great idea for a movie. Like an old... Universe, Don like Nichols. the universe of all these heroes, old but old. Yeah. Oh yeah, Dark Knight Returns, basically. But, but like basically, yeah, like a Mister Saturday Night, but like yeah, come yeah, yeah. <laughs> of like old Mister Alpha Flight. Yeah, <laughs> that was uh, that was Earth Two, wasn't it? Before one of the many crises on Infinite Earths, and you could tell they were older because they just had grey in their hair. Yeah, but they all yeah. look pretty fit. But that's not fair on because some superheroes don't age as, or age faster than other superheroes. So Batman would be old, but Wolverine yeah. would relatively stay the same. No, and Superman and all those sort of guys would be fine. But it's one, one of the, the one of the, the best scenes in um, the new X Men. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler is Hugh Jackman's cameo. Yeah, it's great. It's so great. Like I didn't really like that film that much, but I thought that cameo the, alone was worth it. The audience erupted into applause. Yeah, that I was at. Like, so, it was like this, and it was and it was people that like I was on Roadshow, and it was people that I knew weren't comic book fans who just kind of went, "Oh, that was really good." Yeah. <laughs> 
It's so, I'm so hopeful. Like I hated that Wolverine film so much. Like after X Men Two, I was filled with such hope about what he could do with that character, and then three, and then the Wolf. That Wolverine film is about as bad a film as I've seen. I reckon. There's it's nothing very worse. Disappointing. Yeah, there's nothing worse than when you're explaining why a dude wears a leather jacket. Like what the fuck? Who yeah. cares? Well, he's we, wearing a jacket. It's just, but they're, it's they're, the, they're, are they going to do? They are, are they doing this? Yeah, Aaron, Aaron Oscar's meant to do it, and now they've got someone else cool, um, James Mangold. Yeah. yeah. So I, I've got to hope that they could get it right the second time. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. You know, they, they all know they fucked it up. Like there's no one involved in that. But you know, but, goes, but, you, know but you know, what the danger is they fucked it up and it still made a bazillion dollars. Yeah. So when you're negotiating with the studio of your budget, and you say, "Look, we need an extra ten million. We've got to develop the script." Blah 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 blah. They're going to say, fuck that. <laughs> We're going to give you less money and it's still going to make $150 million. So yeah. that would be the danger, I'd say. They could be wanting to make a really good film. But but I think Hugh Jackman, because Hugh Jackman's company made that film mm. and Hugh Jackman didn't like the film. Like, he knows that there was problems with the film. And he's hot again now. Like, not in movies necessarily, but he's hot again. Like, he's got that Broadway show, yeah. like which is that one-man show he's doing on Broadway, which everyone's just like, this guy's the world's greatest entertainer. Yeah. Like, I yeah. read a review of that <clears throat> show the other day. Where the guy, like, just basically the review, it was so hilarious because it was really one of those things of going, look, I just want to say, I, I know that Hugh Jackman is married and he has, like a, like, a family and that, like, you know, that's all, I believe all that and that's great. But this guy is the, the greatest gay entertainer who there has ever been. Like, and the guy just couldn't get let go of this idea. He was like, I'm not saying he is gay. That's not what I'm trying to say with my review. I'm just saying that if us gays got together to make our super gay, he would be it. <laughs> like, he is what we all want to evolve into be. He is the yeah. best of us. Yeah, he, and we find it hard to believe he's not one of us, but he is what we all want to be. It's, <laughs> it's, like, it's like when Eminem broke yeah. and all the black community were like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're like, we, could make we wish it was one of us, but he's doing what we do and it's out there in the masses now. We're happy that it's out we could, there. We could make it into a movie and call it Campenstein. Yeah. <laughs> where it's a flamboyant Victor von Campenstein <laughs> and he makes the perfect gay. That Wolverine film does my pet hate with the energy beams because they bring Deadpool in and Deadpool's a great fucking character that they completely waste. Yeah. But he shoots like lasers or something and Wolverine, his defence is to cross his claws. Yeah. It's like, but there are still gaps between your claws where the yeah. energy ray could get through. Like, it, I know his claws are strong. But... Yeah, but they don't have a force field around them. No, no. it doesn't make any sense. This is not, this is not working. You know, uh, uh, <laughs> unless he was like, he was fanning them really quickly, quickly. So they were just like, ding, ding. Uh, uh, <laughs> is Wolverine doing jazz hands? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? They got the right actor. <laughs> That's what he's brought yeah, in. He's yeah. like, look, it's been working really well on Broadway. Yeah. I feel like Wolverine needs Spirit some more jazz hands. <laughs> Glitter fingers. <laughs> Glitter fingers was a jazz hands uh, cover band. Um, you know, uh, a friend of ours works for um, Make a Wish Foundation. She told me this story about how this uh, girl who has a form of cancer, uh, her wish was to meet Hugh Jackman. Yeah, and so. Uh, they, they work out they're going to fly her and the family to New York. So just before she has to go, she sees the doctor and the doctor says, um, I hate to tell you this, but uh, the cancer has moved down into your leg. We're going to have to amputate when you get back. So terrible, terrible news. Goes over there, right? Spends the day with him. And he's from all reports, is just awesome. Just hanging out. Anyway, his uh, husband calls and uh, she says that they were meant to go to this... Um, big theatre uh, opening night and she can't make it and, and he turns around to the family and says oh do you mind waiting a second 
comes back, he's organised tickets for all of them, right? He walks down the red carpet holding hands with this girl, oh or people f- taking photos, and then there's all these photos of him in the theatre, all these massive stars, and him just sitting there looking her in the eye, talking to her, not wavering his attention. Anyway, oh there's this magical experience. She comes home, goes to the doctor. The doctor says, I don't know what's going on here, but you don't have to have your leg removed. Fucking Hugh Jackman heals people. <laughs> like, Fucking amazing. That is amazing. That is like the best story I heard last night. You know it made me feel what? really good about a lot of We've shit. We've talked about how Kate Blanchett yeah, is, it, the, best is the best of us. If we could somehow get those two to, to breed, breed oh, goodness. we would have like the Messiah. Yeah. That's exactly what Australia should be doing. Have they even done a, they've even done a film together. They've never been in the same room together. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh Shapeshifters. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I, I, I think we should get them to breed. Like on behalf yeah, of our nation. They're going to be good looking, yeah. athletic, yeah. successful, right, kind. Into yeah. the arts. Yeah. Able to cure cancer, cancer apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Good sheep bones. I mean, just amazing. Yeah. I mean, it is wasted, him adopting kids. I mean, I know adopting <laughs> kids is the most selfless thing to do in the world and the fact that... but. He has super sperm. Yeah. He should yeah. be spreading it all over the place. At least he should be banking it. There should be like a national initiative to bank as much of his sperm as possible. That should yeah. be gone. He, has to, he should have to wank into a cup and give it to the sperm bank every three days. And it'd yeah. be when you look at it, it's like looking at the suitcase of Pulp Fiction. <laughs> 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 the doctor's down there every time, open it up. <laughs> but he should be. He, that's what he should be doing. We should yeah. be. We have, should have a Hugh Jackman artificial insemination program. If he doesn't want to use it himself for his own selfish purposes, I'll that's use fine. It. I'll drink it. We can use it. <laughs> I could, maybe maybe there's something in this shit. Maybe it's not just like breeding. Maybe his sperm can fucking. Maybe it's like unicorn tears. <laughs> if you could drink a cup of Hugh Jackman's sperm mm. and it would make you a better, happier person, how many people would be out there just fucking necking his sperm? Oh, well, without that second bit. Yeah. <laughs> 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 be amazing do you think if the government pitched it to him yeah. like if they went to him and they said Hugh look our best scientists from the CSIRO have been working on this and they've discovered that basically we have the ability to mass manufacture like a sperm um, to, to be given as like almost like an immunisation that yeah. everybody gets yeah. but it's going to cure a whole bunch of diseases it's like an antidepressant all over kind of Beneficial psychologically, physically beneficial. Yeah, look, um, this has happened over the years. One of the first ever cancer treatments came out of a rare blood type. They were using blood cells to harvest. You know, this is very much full of tofop facts, but they were using some sort of uh, uh, one particular person or family's blood type, and their blood type just happened to have some particular element to it, and that was then later developed into oh, you know, he- things that Henrietta Slacks. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. So so that's possible that that could happen. So they've yeah. gone, Hugh, we've identified something in your sperm sample that you had to give for your um, 
I don't know, for your fear medical before you did your Broadway show. Yeah. Yeah, I've got to get insurance. In case you're slipping, you accidentally get the front row pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we've tested your sperm and it is off the charts. Yeah. Like, it's just... Off the charts. It's off the yeah. charts. We've never seen... They do a PowerPoint presentation, just a red arrow climbing towards the top right corner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, This yeah. is normal sperm. Yeah. And this like, one... What they show is, like, it'd be like a, a, a test tube thing, like a little, uh, like, where they've got uh, the microscope. periscope. Microscope. Periscope. Yeah. Periscope. <laughs> <laughs> Telescope. They've got a... It's almost got a they Looking at a microscope through a periscope. Yeah. It is awkward on the net. Yeah. So they, they look down and they go, this is normal sperm on the slide. And it's just like, you know, that, that image we know of sperm or just swimming around. Yeah. And so then it's like... On the, on the back of a towel or in a sock yeah. in my room. And then they're like, this is, uh, this is your sperm. And they slide in his slide. And it's like all the sperm are in formation doing like when my baby comes to real yeah. or shit like that. They're like, you've got the best sperm of all time. No, I think they should, be, they should just be like side on view. The tail's flapping. It's got a cape around it. And there's a... Dun, 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 dun. Maybe it's got a six pack. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah it's got six back and mutton chops. And but he's also really humble about it as yeah. well. It knows it's yeah. amazing sperm, but it doesn't yeah. brag about it. So they've identified this. They've said, look, um, we don't need you to provide all the sperm, but we can only make, say, an immunization for 100 people out of every load that you blow. Yeah. So do you think that Hugh Jackman would be willing to come in, what, for a day a week? For the sake of humanity, for the rest of his life, for the rest of his life, yeah, um, he would. I, yeah. I, I just, I just don't even doubt it for a second. I, I think he would. Yeah, yeah, and he, he'd do it in good spirit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he'd have, he'd have fun with it. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> he even make jokes about. If you only have to wank once a week for the rest of your life, no, all day, oh, all day, all day on one day, or you can come in every day and wank a few times. But we, we've tried to make it as convenient as possible for you. That would get troubling even for a one day a week or 52 days in a row we need about 50 52 days a year you can do them in a block like the army reserve 52 days or you but you have to get your numbers up would a you year. reckon he would have 52 days out of his very busy schedule acting producing fucking doing live theater to 52 days is a lot that's like a sixth of a year to save lives though he'd do it he'd make it he'd make it happen he'd do it in good spirit and he'd even make jokes that were just dirty enough for you to laugh but not feel weird about stuff yeah totally yeah that's exactly that's exactly what he'd be doing yeah yeah you know what he wouldn't talk does that about make it. me a doctor now yeah, yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't talk about it he wouldn't he wouldn't bring it up in interviews yeah. it'd be the kind yeah. of thing where you'd be reading like the preamble to an interview and yeah. the interview would say he also uh does this service he doesn't like to talk about it much but you know da, 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 da. or or in like chat shows like they dance around the new movie or whatever, and then eventually the chat show host would lean over and tap the cards and say, "Look, we have to ask you about the whole sperm thing." Sperm thing, and he'd be like, "Oh, <laughs> I knew we'd get to this. Yeah. Oh, I don't really he like to talk about this." Looks over at Paul Schaefer. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> exactly how it'd play out. Yeah. No, Paul would have to play some song with like a come, like "Come on, Eileen" or some come pun title when he comes out. Yeah. <laughs> Turning Japanese, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> With him pointing to him. Ah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, totally. That's what uh, it would be. Yeah. yeah. They would play Turning Japanese yeah. as he walked out, and Hugh Jackman would just walk, turn around and give it a little bit of like, ah, yeah. 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 He'd be fine. Yeah. He is. He fine. would stop halfway to the couch and do a little dance to it, do a yeah. little shuffle. <laughs> And then get to the couch. But not enough to annoy you. No. Not enough to make you think he's doing that just to prove he can dance. Just enough to make you go... Yeah, you can't, 
I can't great. actually think of one time where like he has irritated me. Like never seen like one film or one interview or anything. Where I it's find like, I oh. sometimes don't think he's like like not everything he's done has been great. No, but, but you never don't like him. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. I read an interview the other day. That's not all completely natural. I, he he was asked about it in an interview, and he said that when he went to Hollywood, he had moulded himself on another actor, not just in the approach that they took to their career, but the approach that they took to talk shows and you know dealing with people and you know all that so, sort of thing. And he had like modelled his life. Who's and, the person? Who's the person? I can guess. I don't know. Tom Cruise, Mel Gibson. Uh, Tom Cruise, yes. That's why he dances. That's why he jumps on no, that's, couches that's, that's all a, the time. That's a fair. I think that's a fair simile. Like Tom Cruise is always bright, chatty, looks you in the eye, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, except that. No, no. Think, think. Mel uh, Gibson. Should we play Celebrity Head? Uh, yeah, let's uh, let Justin play. Brilliant. Yeah, We're playing uh, Celebrity uh, Head. We, yeah. Right. Okay. So, so you, you, you can ask questions that have yes or yes or no. All right. And uh, and I can only answer so the okay I can only answer yes or no they have to okay. be yes or no and I'll just commentate yeah all right is the actor Australian no am no. I start with am I am I because oh. you are this person oh am I Mel Gibson okay you're not meant to go straight to it <laughs> right. you're meant to ask to a few questions you right. no uh, no not Mel Gibson uh, am I Australian no am I an actor who's a little bit older yes am I Paul Newman no. Am I close? No. <laughs> <laughs> You're not Glenn Close. You said I was an older actor. <laughs> am I? Uh, am I American? Yes. Am I Jimmy Stewart? No. I, I think I may have gone to. I think I may have gone too old in you. Uh, uh, when you think older, maybe I've. Uh, okay. Uh, you're not young ask some more descriptive questions types of films things like that I'm still trying to get there it's very confusing who I am Um, (laughs) am I a method actor Mm, that's an interesting question Uh, I don't think so but I'm not not sure right right Um, am I into the basketball Uh, I see where you're going with that (laughs) No, uh, n- not famously, oh, but right, you may okay. well be. Yeah, yeah. You're the sort yeah. of person that would, if you if I found out you were, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but right. not famously so. Okay, and not that old. Uh, you were just asking me that to then get Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was or trying Spike to make Lee. It, I was trying to make it interesting. Uh, <laughs> yeah, am I Spike Lee? Imagine if he modelled his career on uh, the way he approaches. That's why Hugh Jackman is constantly seen wearing baggy shorts and yelling at basketball players. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine that? Imagine if he did. I'd be so angry. Um, am I Robert Redford? No. Can I? Not can that I, old. Can I ask you a question? Right. Okay. Yeah, yes, please. I'm can. not good at this. Yeah, Charlie <laughs> might be able to help I, you I out. I forgot here. what I was asking about. Okay. Am I in action movies? Uh, you have been in action movies, but you are not have in I action movies. Have I won an movie. Oscar? Yes. Have I won more than one Oscar? Oh, I don't think so yet. Am I married? Uh, no. You have been, but you're not. Okay. Am I Nicolas Cage? No. <laughs> Stop it with your Hail Marys. You get fucking subbed on, you grab the ball, you throw it from the backcourt. It's like, I've got a strategy here. That we're going to pass the fucking ball around for a bit till we get close to the ring. That is literally what happens. You are, that, like, you are that person. As soon as you get it, you shoot. You don't care. Seriously, <laughs> Charlie's running like a defense and a zone and like an he offense. Had a shot at the ring. And he grabbed the ball 
At the jump ball, he grabbed it, turned around, and booted it the opposite direction. Yeah. Justin. Am I the character Skippy from <laughs> Family Ties? <laughs> Imagine if he based his whole... What's that guy's name? Mark. He came Mark out to Australia and did yeah. stand-up. I know the... Mark something I like saw that. him on Hey Hey at Saturday. Okay. Uh, am I uh, under 50? Uh, no, I don't think so, okay. but around that sort of age. I can't remember what you asked. Am I American? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, am I uh, have I, am I known for comedy? You've done comedy, but you're not known for comedy. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm enjoying this so much, by the way, and I will tell you why later. But it'll probably, it'll probably, it'll become apparent to you later. But anyway, go on. <laughs> I just need to point out. Okay. Yes. All right. Am I am I known for doing musicals? Uh, no. Although you have done a musical. Ah, shit. Okay. Am I John Travolta? <laughs> That's a good guess. Alright, this, right, this time finally you booted you, off the Finally. <laughs> so, what Hugh Jackman has based himself on is a possibly closeted homosexual guy. <laughs> yeah, it all makes sense. <laughs> I think that was a bad guess because I'm trying to think like... No, you're right. You, that's, I'm, that's, I'm trying to think like and like personalities. That's kind of more in the zone. Well, can I, can I ask this? Uh, I, I, have I modelled my persona of being like friendly and chatty? Is that... A, a characteristic this person has. Uh, yes, but you're much more friendly and chatty than they are. Am it's I a characteristic they also have. It's an approach they have. You have a similar sense of humour, but it's expressed a bit you know, differently because of the natures of your personality. Okay. Am I Tom Hanks? Oh, that's another good that's, one. That is another good guess. You've, All right, fine, no, what I'm okay, doing is, finally the ball somewhere. What I'm doing is I'm, I'm saying exactly the opposite to what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm George Costanza. Am I John Voight? Yeah. <laughs> are you Colin Hanks? Um... <laughs> That's not a bad guess. Okay. You're very close. Um, uh, uh, okay, so... Well, I'm, I'm, am I in, Jeff Bridges? No. You're in, the, you, you're in pretty much the right zone. Am I Russell Crowe? No. Oscar winner. Um, uh, did I win for acting? Yes. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, yes, uh, yes, uh, yes. Do, do I also dabble in music? Uh... You've done a musical, but I wouldn't say you dabble in music. Okay. No. Was a musical a big hit? Uh, no, not a big hit. Was it like a movie musical or a stage musical? It was a, a movie musical. Am I Christopher Walken? You are not Christopher Walken. Was, uh, was the musical in the last 10 years? The musical was, uh, um, I would say the last 10 years, but it could be oh, in the last sort of 15. 10 or 15 years. Was the musical Moulin Rouge? No. Mm. Was, uh, was the musical Chicago? No. Am I certain I'm not John Travolta? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, am I known as be- am I handsome? Yes, I'm known as being handsome. Yes, and I'm known I'm known being like a ladies' man or yes. in several relationships, ladies' man. Yes, am I Warren Beatty? No. Oh, see now you're fucking cooking with gas. I like this. Just throw the rock around a bit. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to feel for right. um, No? Okay. Eventually when we've named every successful lady man in Hollywood, we'll get yeah. there. Uh, uh, am, I, am I known for like uh, a catchphrase or like a no. yuffie or something? No. no. Okay. Um, am I known for a particular genre of films? No. No, that's not helpful. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm American. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Am I New York based or am I New York, New York or California? I'm uh, not really sure. Okay. Am I, like, of ethnic descent? No. Okay, so it's not Pacino, I didn't know. No. And you said Robert Redford. Yeah. Um, have I worked with Hugh Jackman before? Uh, have you worked with Hugh Jackman before? Am I Denzel Washington? No. Oh. <laughs> I thought I had it. God damn, son of a bitch. 
No, uh, this is the hardest game I've ever. Well, I know. Oh, okay. Um, did I, know. I did, did I win my Oscar in the Naughties? Um, yes. Ah. No. How could it be for acting? So we just need to go through the best actor Oscar winners. No. <laughs> it might not have been best actor. Am I right? Ian? Oh, it might have been best supporting actor. Oh. Might not have. Yeah, I think, I think it was. Uh, that, that I'm a bit. Yeah, I think. That's Am right. I Morgan Freeman? No. Could it be if you were Morgan Freeman? Like, like literally. Now. Am I like famous now? Still a big star? Very, very famous. Am I George Clooney? Yes, you are. Oh, How the no, fuck no, did you no, not no, get no. that? <laughs> what the f- get yeah. out? Everything I know about you, Justin. I'm a, I'm a Clooney fan. I don't hear what everyone else says about Clooney. That's oh. fucking hilarious. Now, now that makes that moment where he said that it was going to be I really just, funny even funnier. I just needed. <laughs> to point out because I was sure there were some people who were listening to this at home going it's pretty obvious to me that he only brought this story up because they were talking about George Clooney earlier in fact I was almost going to introduce the story by saying you know who he based his life on George Clooney but yeah. then I thought oh well we'll pause for a minute yeah. I'm sure it'll only be a couple you know of minutes what? while no, we no, get that I actually had the thought of George Clooney and I was like oh no it wouldn't be that no because I was thinking about <laughs> oh, their yeah, contemporaries but you, you is it true? That. Is it a true story? Yeah, it was in the paper like only three or four days ago. Yeah, right. Yeah. I that would, you know, is so but I didn't funny. go anywhere near. That is like near. showing a person a photo of a red cow <laughs> for yeah. forty minutes, yeah. then leaving and saying, "Okay, I'm thinking of an animal." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Ask yeah. me some questions. I'm like, ah, oh, uh, <laughs> dog, cat. Uh, God, I can't think of an animal. Me a cat. <laughs> <laughs> that he seemed too young though. Retarded. Oh, well, I did say to you a few times that I thought you'd gone a bit old in your older gentleman. Yeah, right. But then Charlie narrowed it back down. How old is Clooney? 50. Yeah, okay. So you, when you said yeah, 50, yeah. I said, like, I reckon he's about 50. So, but you can't, I, uh, the, the mistake came in you forget that Jackman hasn't been around as long as what was the Clooney uh, in oh, Hollywood. Yes. Oh, brother, yeah. we're out there. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> oh. I pride myself on celebrity head of being humbled today. It's been a, it, it was an embarrassing right. performance. First, you know the what, first you've, guy, you've been, the, the starting five st- threw the ball around wildly and had to get subbed yeah. off entirely. You've been thrown by the mix. That's yeah. what it is. Normally you're just like, you're, you know what you are? You are a good singles player who can't play doubles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got completely thrown by that. And I play badminton. <laughs> it's because the guy I was playing with, the only shot he had was a fucking forehand smash, which occasionally would land in the court. Yeah. Most of the time would fly over the netting at the back. So you can understand why I'm a little on edge. Wow. Who would have thought Celebrity Head would just turn so dark? Uh, <laughs> we, we play Celebrity Head more often than we probably should on this I podcast. Know. <laughs> I know. And the, the only reason it works is because I can never fucking get it. Yeah. We have a, a guy, uh, John Deeks, who does the intro to our show. Deeks. Mm, the, re- the way Celebrity Head started was uh, Will got me to guess who had mm. sent him an email about you know doing a voiceover on the show, and it was Deeksy, and... It will even if Will had written the name down and held it in front of me, my brain was not working. I could not get it. Went front for about fifteen minutes. Mm. Nine and a half dicks. That's what I remember. <laughs> <this>. <laughs> you said dicks, right? Yeah. yeah. Not nine and a half dicks. <laughs> no, that's what I remember. Nine and a half dicks. And I was like, that's how many dicks I could have sucked in the time that Charlie has been thinking of who this person is. That's how I measure all time in my own head. <laughs> Dicks. Dicks. How long we got? Uh, about half a dick. Yeah, half a dick, mate. Um, how long does this movie go? Oh, 20 dicks, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, it's cost about a, uh, quite a pass of dick suck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. So, uh, Clooney was telling the story about, because he's known Obama from uh, his senator days, 
and Pen he um, yeah. went in with stuff about the Sudan yeah. to, to talk to the president. And uh, he could tell that he was kind of getting the... Um, He's kind of getting the, yeah, 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 I'll do this. And as Clooney was saying, in his defence, he had a few things on his mind, like, you know, the, the economy falling apart yeah. and things like that. But, um, yeah, fuck, this is just smooth operating. He, he says to Obama, he, he knows it's not, he's just kind of, Obama believes in it, he wants to do it, he doesn't have time. And Clooney says, oh, look, I, um, Larry King and all of those people are out there and I'm going to go out and I don't want to, say something that, you know, shows that you can't do anything at the moment. Um, so I'm not asking you to do anything, but what do you want me to tell them? And then 10 minutes later, <laughs> Obama's gotten all these people in and said, tell them uh, they'll have an envoy in 10 days. So that's how we got it. <laughs> <Wow. laughs> and, and he, you know, he was, he was very, yeah, you know, man. he's saying Obama had a lot of stuff on and, yeah. I, and uh, it wasn't game playing or anything, but, you know, that's how it got done. Fuck, man. Imagine having the ear of the president. <laughs> I would waste that. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, seriously, can we make 24-hour donut shops deliver? <laughs> because there have been times when I've gone to bed and I'm thinking about hot cinnamon donuts yeah. and it's the only thing and I will toss and turn and the first thing I'll do when I get up is go to a donut king. If we just had a 24-hour service. Essentially, you are Bart in that episode of The Simpsons where Lisa became the president. Yeah. And Bart was just like... So the no good brother. No good brother. That's what you would be to the president yeah. if you had their ear. Legalize it. <laughs> You could invade Iran with them. Imagine that. Just huh? as, uh, we're going to invade Iran. Uh, send the 24-hour donut shops. It's a long, slow battle, but after 20 years when everyone's Obese. cholesterol goes up, aha, we did it. And there was no bloodshed. <laughs> a lot of sugar. <laughs> no bloodshed, but a lot of... Cannot think of one pun <laughs> to do with jam or sugar. Perfect. I was going to say, no bloodshed, but plenty of... Will, come on, you're good at this. Plenty of what, are they meant to be army puns with the the donut? Don't, or? Donut pun. So it's about donut bloodshed. Pun. Like, yeah. oh, okay, so uh, there were there were many bullets, but there were plenty of holes because they're donuts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not quite. Was oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> well, I was on short notice. Yeah. I, I thought donut holes was actually pretty good. I I didn't mind that. You don't like donuts with holes, though, do you? I know you don't. No, I like, I like all donuts. And yeah. then I know I, there's not all. I don't like the Krispy Kreme. Yeah. They give me a headache. They're so fucking sweet. It's like, you know, they say like dark matter is like concentrated, you know. Yeah. That's what a Krispy Kreme donut is. They've taken every bit of fat and sugar in the world and concentrated it in yeah. this fucking item. But when you bite it, it explodes in your body. Like eating a collapsed star. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could really go a collapsed star right now. It does feel like uh, they have concentrated matter in it. Yeah. Like that's what they've done yeah. with those donuts. It's like they've. It's like a bagel. And you know, here's a little. This is a not a tofop fact. Yep. A bagel has more calories than a donut. I know. I was so upset the day you told me that. <laughs> oh, like I literally did because I always thought that one of us is punching the air. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I always thought that bagels were like a healthy option. No, yeah. they seem like no. a healthy option. A bagel, super triple whip, fucking like it's it's twice a, a slice of bread. Like it's thickened. This might be a tofop fact, <laughs> but it is like it's the density of the the amount of um, gluten or whatever in there. It's kind of. I would actually be better, better off having my avocado in the morning on a donut, <laughs> yes, than I would on a bagel. That's yeah. horrible news. I would love to eat a donut at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> See, get a bar on the phone. 
Oh, well, you know George Clooney. Yeah. Imagine if you said, hey, George, we met this afternoon. I just got your number from a friend of mine who was at the hotel you're staying at. Um, look, you know how you said you wanted to hang out some more? Well, you know how you know Obama. We've got an idea. Yeah. 24-hour donations. That deliver. We could make it happen. I'll, I'll call him. I'll I think the, I it. think that Krispy Kreme by the airport is 24 hours, but they don't deliver. How um <laughs> how soon before you can download food? What? No one. Never. Never? No, unless you become like an android in the food digital. Is there not a th- like? Is that not technology mean, like, we'll ever have? Teleporting food. Yep. No, they don't. I, no, I don't think so. Maybe I don't know. Well, I, we, uh, as if I, I don't know, Justin. Know, I know. didn't think that like the internet could happen. That seems unlikely to me. We do touch a screen to make shit happen. We touch a screen and shit happens. Yeah, shit more complex than the first rocket that went into space happens when we touch a fucking screen. Yeah, and so and play Angry Birds. And I, you know what they could do? They could get that technology uh, okay. from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate they won't, Factory. They won't, tele- <laughs> they won't be able to teleport food, but this is what I'm, I'll hypothesise. That you can go to the greengrocer yeah. and buy like um, sachets of powder, right? And so there's like fucking, you know, steak sachets and potato sachets and you've got your little tele- uh, teleport receiver and you just say you want like a, a hamburger or something, you just spray this powder onto this thing and then they transport the rest of the ingredients <laughs> and it expands like that. You have to have something on your end because I think what they're talking about with teleportation is that you can't move physically move an object between two places, but you can transmit the information or um, like with talking about humans is saying we won't be able to teleport humans, but if you had a clone of you on another planet, you could teleport the information to that clone. And- so uh, could you do this then? Could we all be provided with a sort of like, like a rice, but like some sort of like, you know, just base food which is makes up the matter of it yeah, that's I was, right. that's what I'm and saying. then they could transfer the taste yeah yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. so that like while you're eating this it tastes like like, like blueberries you, like yeah. the, the chewing gum <laughs> yeah. in yeah. Willy Wonka yeah now I'm having like a, 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 I love that you went with rice I was potatoes thinking, and gravy <laughs> I was thinking that exact thing but I was thinking dough well you, you dough just have a whatever ball just some sort dough. of plain... a ball of mat, a mat. Yeah. yeah just something that you eat and they yeah. try, well why not we, we invented that yeah, we better that right now. Don't so right. if anyone else comes up with that, in um, uh, I mean one... that's what we essentially have that kind of now. When you buy your party fun mix, yeah. like you've got that little uh, uh, fake pineapple, like that little yellow thing in shape mm. pineapple painted green. You are if you took away the dye and, and flavoring and stuff, essentially just eating a lump of God knows what. It's a bunch of chemicals yeah. stuck yeah. together with something. Yeah, yeah. Um, in, well, there is a country already where you can do your shopping. Now, this is not the same thing, but it's just how we want more and more convenience. Um, <clears throat> in their railway subway, they have, like, the supermarket on the wall. And so, basically, all the things are just there. And you go along with your iPhone or whatever, and you scan what you scan want. the barcodes, and it just gets delivered to your house. That's a great idea. Oh, wow. So, you do your shopping while you're waiting for your fucking train on the way home. That's a great oh, idea. Wow. So, like, that's not, you know... Not far away from teleportation to food, surely. Do they deliver donuts? <laughs> yes. You know, uh, I, this is gonna. This is my theory. They'll learn how to teleport food, but it's always going to taste slightly metallic, and that'll be the 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 thing that you'll have yeah. to make a decision about. Do I go down to get the the full taste, or do I get this food right here, right now? But when I eat it, it's always just a bit. Dude, oh. I'm fucking a stoner. I've gone past a service station and eaten one of those fucking microwavable hamburgers before so I'm not worrying about things tasting metallic if I'm hungry enough I'll eat it I didn't say you, you were worried but people would have to make that decision one well, of my friends got in trouble maybe. like the other day because he got stoned and went to dinner 
And, like, people were like, oh, you had to get stoned before you came to dinner. And I was saying to him that, because he says he likes to get stoned and eat food because it makes it taste better. better. And, I, and I said, I don't think that's an unreasonable thing. You're, you're going out to dinner as long as you're, you're still good company and whatever. You're well within your rights. If you offered any of those people who were like all like, oh, you had to get stoned before dinner, you said to them, hey, look, for about two bucks, we can give you a pill before dinner. Now, it has no particular side effects. Um, other than it's going to make the meal you're about to eat taste heaps more delicious. Yeah. Like any restaurant you would go to, if they offered that $2 pill before you ate the more delicious pill, you would fucking spend the $2 and take the more delicious pill. Don't Mate, fucking judge the Are there any side effects? You will talk about Star Trek for yeah. hours. Yeah. I'd spend $4 and I'd shelve one. That's how much I'd be. <laughs> Just to make sure it was tasty on the way out. <laughs> You'd have one just so that the pill you took tasted good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that pill was tasty. Give me the pill. All right, we're going to wind this up. Juzzy, thanks for um, coming back for our first episode of 2012. Thank yeah. you. And now, well, this is a bit on the spot, and I'm not sure that you remember stuff from this, but you can come up with one of your own or something that you said today. But after we finish, because people are like, you should have a sign-off, right? So what we've been doing is yep. that like, we say our names and then like, there's like a catchphrase, like a sit, ubu, sit. But sometimes it's like something that was from the podcast or something that was like it's a, you know, post thing. So because you're a special guest, I was going to let you do the, the sign-off one. Will you be able to do that? All right. Here's how it'll work. Charlie will say his name. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Charlie had already written some down, apparently. What does that say? The first, this is the first one, I think. Oh. Uh, that's the sign-off. So you just need to say that. We'll see you next dick. <laughs> Is that what you say? Is that how you finish up? We'll see you next dick. No, that's we're not there yet. Oh. Um, <laughs> no, it doesn't have to be. No, and we can. We, it doesn't have to be. If no, you, if you can come up with one better. Yeah, it just has to be a catchphrase. I was going to surprise you. <laughs> I didn't realise that you had one. That's fine. I. Uh, uh, but Don't think of it. Maybe it was not the greatest sign-off. Basically, <laughs> this is how how it will work. Charlie will say, I'm Charlie Clawson. I'll say, I'm Will Anderson. You'll say, I'm Justin Hamilton, and then do the catchphrase. Yeah. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to plug the Facebook page and all that sort of stuff now, so you have time to think about it. Um, hit us up on the Facebook page, um, our Tofop Facebook page. We have a uh, Twitter page as well. Tweet Fop. Um, Justin Hamilton has been our guest today. You can find uh, him on Twitter, of course, and uh, he has two podcasts. Can you take this photo, please? And uh, Helia and Hamo Dig Flicks, and they're both um, awesome podcasts, so you should check those out. And, oh, and I'm on tour. Um, uh, Adelaide, Brisbane, Melbourne, all those tickets are on sale. WillAnderson.com.au if you want to come along. Do you have any final thoughts? I don't know. I feel like this just is... I've learned a lot about George Clooney today. <laughs> You know what? I actually we, one thing we didn't talk about George Clooney. Mm. Yeah, is that how many hot women <laughs> has he got to have sex with? Like, do you think he's bored of it? More than eleven. <laughs> Less than six thousand two hundred twenty-eight. <laughs> but does it get to the point now where he's like, I mean, how does he? I mean, any woman who approaches him, he must think, well, I could have sex with her. My favourite thing... Like any woman who My favourite thing about George Clooney is that... like When he met Obama, I'm sure, like, Michelle was just sort of leaning out <laughs> in the kitchen. Or from the kitchen. You sexist prick. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. From the White House kitchen, where she was instructing the various staff... Yeah, that's what, what I meant to do. <laughs> yeah, who were men. Yeah. <laughs> and white. It's white. <laughs> it's all fine. We're 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 fine.
This is what I like about George Clooney is every time one of those articles about, oh, this one might be the one, there's always this trickle in his eye like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got married once, that's not happening again. Yeah. And he even has that famous bet, doesn't he, with Nicole Kidman oh, yeah. that he was going to get married by a certain age. And, and they, kids by 40. Yeah, and they double them. Didn't they go double or nothing? Yeah, when he now he's 40? 50. Yeah. <laughs> and she's furious with him. You just can't tell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. And I'm Justin Hamilton. And remember, post-appealing can lead to happiness. <laughs>